Mmm. Man. You almost forget how it feels just doing a casual sesh video. I fucking love this. Um, I've got some bio cheese here rolled up into the joint. I'm very happy to be back to Colorado with the Colorado legal prices. Because look at this thing. One ounce for a hundred dollars, no fucking tax out the door. So she actually let me pick a sativa and an indica half ounce each for just a hundred bucks, which blows my fucking mind. Actually living in California was not very, um, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's just so weird with its weed that you can't really put it in one box. Like, we can all agree that the taxes are overboard in California, but it's hard, a little hard to say if it's cheap or if it's expensive, if it's fire or if it's really bad, because there's so much of everything. And even when it comes to the really nice package stuff, even when it comes to things that have come into the dispensary, a lot of times it has fucking pesticides in it, and, like, that's just not cool that that would even happen. So back to Colorado, I feel like that never happens. Weed across the board is just good. Like no one would even sell you bad weed. No one would even grow that. It's not even worth the time. California is really weird. Like I caught the tail end of it after it had gone completely legal. It's so like right when I got there actually. Um, was after that shift happened and everyone was saying how I mean it was pretty good when it was in its medical stage people were growing They were selling fucking pounds. They were like doing all this stuff because everyone was excited that Legalization was around the corner, but then when it finally came it basically Just was full of regulations that normal people could not follow so that the big corporations and people that own testing companies could continue on pushing their products while the organic farmers and smaller people were basically being shoved out and were getting fucking tons of fees for not following the new regulations. But I don't know enough about that to comment more. I just know that I saw that kind of after it had gone legal and while everyone was starting to complain. Because eighths were like $60. And um, that's another reason why it was awesome hanging out with Chewy. Like, I knew him before he ever got into the, you know, weed stuff. But by the time I left California, he had actually been promoted to a manager of Herba, which is like a really, really nice dispensary in LA. It's kind of like a farmer's market style where you walk in, there's an island. There's like the bud tender selling stuff, but then all around the edges were different companies and different, you know, just weed brands and they had their own employees repping their stuff. So like Lowell Farms and Candescent, those herb companies have their own employees there and you can buy directly from them and ask about the bud. Cool fucking dispo. Chewy uh, worked his way up to manager there and he would always get free samples uh, when he was bud tending. And we would just chief those down, it was so fucking good. But they are so overpriced, like I really 
can't imagine actually going and buying $60 eighths. It's ridiculous. Even if it is the top shelf, super fucking, mm, super tasty, super trichomy. It really is kind of like a marketing gimmick and kind of a flex. Like we have this packaging, so, you know, pay us the premium. And it is a nice experience in California. Like it's fucking crazy nice. You get this whole Apple unboxing experience. You know, you cut into the box, you slide it open. There's even a fucking foam in there sometimes. You pull out this glass jar, you crack it open, but it's just a bunch of fucking packaging. And when I've done cleanups in California, I mean, I shouldn't, I've done one cleanup in California where we went to a beach area and cleaned it all up. Most of it was fucking weed packaging. I mean, blunt wraps mostly. Those are the kind of assholes that do litter after smoking. And that is not cool. But other than blunt wraps, the next thing was just dube tubes from pre-rolls. There was jars from eighths and lots and lots of cartridge packaging because to sell these cartridges for way more than they're worth, you know, they gotta have the layers on layers on layers of packaging so that you feel like it's worth more by the time you get to it. I don't know. I need a light. But, I don't know. Lighten this back up. So, yeah. I definitely do want to get back into this, though. If you watched last week's video and you were like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Uh, you know, I do want to make more videos with the group and the WeedTube team. And I just love the idea of this channel because I don't fucking, I don't even care. Which makes it very enjoyable for me. I don't care if there's fucking views or if anyone even likes it or whatever. And um, that's a big thing that I've struggled with on the other channel. I don't even know how long it's been. It's been definitely like a month or something. And I know exactly the next video I want to make. But I'm just indecisive on it. I'm like, oh, it won't be good enough. I like keep rewriting it. I'll write it from the scratch. I'm like, oh, it's so good. And then by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh man, I'm deleting this all. Oh, I gotta start from scratch. It's not fucking. It's not what I want. And um, I I don't know. It's absurd, but it also on the other hand, it's not. Like I do want to put very quality content into the world. With this. I want to conversate with people. I want to connect with the community because after doing this for a few years, there's actually, you know, a little, a good, consistent little family around Stoned Alone. So I do want to keep people posted. I do want to keep, you know, doing this stuff because this is literally like therapy to me. I've been doing this for so long that it was like, I didn't even know the fuck else to do it's like we just shot videos all day we were at um the landlord's house she's actually running for senate diana bray diane for colorado diana from for colorado.com um she's great and we literally went over there and popped on some bee suits and then helped uh look at her honey because she has bees right in her yard that she's you know having do honey and beekeeping which is fucking cool. Um, so we went over there and filmed that stuff with her and then just film all this other stuff like Aaron's head. 
um, a couple videos to shoot and a resolution review and stuff. And it's just funny that even after all of that, then I was like, man, it's time to film Timmy time. I don't, like literally nothing else would make me feel like I'm doing anything. So like, that's how much I enjoy this. I am glad that I started the Timmy time. And now that I'm settled back into Colorado, I'm excited to keep doing it because it's something that, um, it like kind of keeps me not even accountable, but it just gives me a chance to always be doing this at least once a week because I had a hell of fun setting up these lights and everything. Um, but you know, with Stoned Alone, it's like, I've made so many videos for that, that moving forward, I do really want to think about what I put out and, um, yeah. The main other thing that's been happening is people are literally getting so mad on the social medias for the weed tube, which I coordinate the social media for the weed tube so it can be very, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know the right adjective. I guess just taxing, hearing a lot of opinions, which everybody is entitled to and it's very important. But also, people just get so mad. They're like, oh, you're sharing this person. You're not sharing me. You're sharing too little of this. You're sharing too much of that. Why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And it's like, oh my God, no matter what you do ever, somebody is gonna be mad about it. And um, I think back, there's this one time, I think I wanted to put this in a Stone Alone video. I couldn't think of a place that it would fit, but I, through doing videography, had ended up in the local newspaper when, um, when I was doing that stuff a few years ago. I must be really high. I like felt the light dimming behind me, but I don't think that just happened. So anyways, I was like 16. I've been doing these videography videos and the local newspaper ended up contacting me and asked if I wanted to do like a little bit, like a story thing. So we meet at a coffee shop. It was actually very casual. I didn't know what to expect. It was literally like a conversation and then you know, she recorded it and she took some notes and she said, all right, you know, look forward to this next Tuesday. And um, when it came out, I was very excited. I was stoked, you know, like uh, I had actually been grinding at that time, like even harder than I do now. And I, that's, a, that's a whole other topic. But anyways, I was like pure, relentless, like just going at it at that time. So I was very proud and I was excited about getting in here, but mostly, you know, it was like I wanted to show my mom. Like it wasn't like a whole flex thing. Like it's not like my friends carried or anything, but I wanted to be able to be like, mom, I made it. I'm in the newspaper. So that article came out and I don't know I was going to be doing this story. I would have like pulled it out with me to show you, but it's uncut. So I'm not doing that. It's all good though. <laughs> so anyways, I get in the newspaper and I walk over to it. There's a little stand, you know, you put the quarters in and I go to get it out. 
And this old guy walks past, and he says, Hey, is that you right there on that paper? And I'm like, it sure indeed is. I was very proud of it. And he started talking to me a bit. He's like, oh, congratulations. That's wonderful that you're doing this and that. And then, like, mid-sentence, he's literally like, oh, that's great. And then he, like, turns into a death stare, and he, like, stares at me disgusted. And I'm like, what? Like, what did I say to this guy that he's all of a sudden, like, very mad? And he says, aren't you supposed to be in school? And I'm like, no, I dropped out. I'm doing this. And then he just, he just like looked disgusted. And then he literally just like, just turned around and he's just, ugh. And he walks away. Like he was so disappointed. So I literally, I think about this a lot. It's kind of funny to me how after this age, like after starting to do a lot of, th after starting to do, a whoa, that's a fucking sentence. I don't know if there's a right way for that sentence. After a tipping point in my life, when I started to just be doing a lot of shit, like I couldn't even really remember that much afterwards, but this memory in specific, like literally think about this almost every day. Because at that point, I, um, you know, I smoked some bud, but during the daytime, I was still, like, being all young professional and networking with everyone, which I think is great, and I'm very glad I learned those skills. But I think it was just, like, that moment of, okay, even this isn't fucking good enough for you, society. I don't care. <laughs> um... That was basically how I took that situation. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking done. You know, I got myself in the newspaper. I did the fucking, you know, the thing that was supposed to be good. And then people still don't even fucking accept it because I dropped out. So I think of that to a lot of situations afterwards. And actually... That's kind of why I started my channel, because I had built these editing and shooting skills. I literally always wanted to be a YouTuber my entire life. And I started my first YouTube channel when I was eight years old. So, like, I've been doing this for a minute, and I'd always wanted to do YouTube. And I've had, you know, about four YouTube channels when that happened um, that were completely unsuccessful and got zero views whatsoever. Um, but, yeah. It was at that point that I was like, you know what? I did the professional thing. I did the thing that's making everyone, that's making all the adults happy, but it doesn't even fucking, it doesn't even matter. You know, I'm like, I'm just gonna do me, whatever. Even if people think it's dumb as fuck, I'm gonna make these weed videos because it matters to me even more. But then, I was thinking about that memory because people are complaining like they've made a few videos like literally they they started making videos I'm so pumped I'm so glad that people are doing that especially because it's very hard getting into things later on in life and especially things that you haven't tried out totally understand how difficult that is 
But then people message the WeTube and they're like, this is completely unfair. I've only been shared one time. Or like, it's been two weeks since you shared me. Why don't you share me? And I'm like, <laughs> I ha I've made YouTube videos for over 10 years. It sounds absurd. Literally 10 years before I even had this WeTube channel. Before I even made weed videos, I've been making them for over 10 years, multiple failed channels, failing in every aspect, failing even in the public eye, and people are like, oh man, I tried posting a couple times, but now I'm discouraged. And I'm like, listen, if you're discouraged that fast, then first off, maybe it's not for you. Not everything is for everybody. But then it's just like, Keep in mind the perspective. It fucking sucks. It really does. And you're gonna fall a lot along the way. I don't know even what the fuck you're trying to do. But in life, you definitely fall a lot. And to those people that respond like, Oh man, why'd I have to fall? It's like, it's gonna happen again and again. So there's, you know, like, life sucks. But when you fall, you still have to get up. No matter how much it sucks, no matter how much you don't want to, you simply, literally, still have to. Which, again, sucks. But what else is gonna happen? It's just gonna suck even more. So, I don't know, I always end up getting into a preachy, like, advice kind of thing. Take anything I say with a grain of salt. I'm mostly yelling at myself inside for the things that I know, but I know I don't do, and that I need reminding on. So, whatever. Timmy Time is literally just me ranting. Take it with a grain of salt. But also, if you're discouraged in anything, just like know how fucking much I've failed. I feel like that's the difficult thing. This obviously isn't a new conversation. This is one that I feel like every time a creator is popping off, they're legitimately having fun. You know, not everyone always has the greatest intentions, but in general, a lot of times when creators are coming up, they're having so much fun with it and they really do just wanna share everything and share a fun vibe. So it's, it's, you know, you edit it into a good vibe, you edit everything like that, and then you realize, oh, okay, people wanna see this, people wanna see less of that. Okay, you want this for more engagement. You start cutting out more of the real stuff and cutting in more of the glamorous stuff. And then before too long, you're just like, what the fuck? What am I even doing? I don't even fucking like, this shit, I don't even know what. And um, I think it'd be difficult. It's around like the three year mark that you're just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And um, I feel like as I was coming up, I am fortunate that I got to meet other creators early on when I was starting all of this. Seriously, Aaron's like really changed up the whole game. Before we all got together, it was, you know, a couple weed tubers. It was literally about like two or three. And then at Hemfest 2017, 
we all got together like the underdogs and then that's when people really started to collab and then uh, the community definitely got a lot bigger moving on from there. I don't know why I'm saying all that. I feel like someone's probably like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but basically, um, I feel like I always tried very hard and always strive to just make real shit. And, um, you know, I was pretty young doing a lot of this stuff. So I feel like everything was truthful from my perspective, but also like, you know, it's hard not to just show all these good times. Um, and like, I just mentioned this cause it, I've just gotten so many comments over the times and DMs. People are like, oh, bro, like, I wish I could have that life. Like, that's crazy. And um, I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate my life. Definitely try not to take it for granted. And I'm very grateful for all the things that people I've known uh, while I was in Fargo. You know, I'm thankful for all the things that those people did to help me grow my channel and to learn. And then after Fargo, definitely Aaron just like hooking it up. Um, and I'm really grateful for all of that. But it's also like, it literally, you know, it doesn't feel any different than any other kind of life, which I'm sure people are like, oh yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I do really truly believe that. And I love what I'm doing. And I will continue to be doing basically what I already am moving on to the future. So I'm very grateful for that. In a lot of existential senses, it is good knowing that I am doing what I want to and that I chose to be doing. But in the day-to-day, -day, it still feels the same as anything else. You know, it's still like the morning starts... Oh, fuck, <laughs> you know, gotta get up, shit, and then getting up, like, okay, okay, like, when, what needs to happen, we gotta, we gotta get this going, and then just the everyday doing it, and that's just life, and I feel like, oh, shit, <laughs> literally, okay, Maddie walked up to the glass door, it's, like, very dark outside, so I didn't see, but then she's, but then I, like, Flung my hand out and now she's standing behind the camera, which is not that awkward I could still keep going, but it is also kind of weird because I feel like she's gonna like Stab me because it just looks like a horror movie having a silhouette in the mirror in the in the, <laughs> in the glass door Okay, thanks. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> she said dinner is ready I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm getting all over the place. But, you know, it's, uh... Yeah. I just, I feel like this is what I would like to smoke along to. Because if I wasn't doing this, or if I was interested in doing this, or getting into weed, into... Just not even just the industry, but just like being interested in weed. I could 
see being interested in just like wanting to hear straight up like what's going down okay i'm i'm gonna outro this before too long but basically i feel like this is the content that i would like to watch and that's why i'm making it um and i feel like that's what i just always wanted to do and what i've wanted to watch has changed throughout the time so i feel like that's always what i have done but what i don't want to do is just like you know make people jealous or like anything like that that's not what it's about it's like if i can inspire people to go into nature then fuck yeah go do that or to travel hell yeah or to get some shit done or to try at least to get some shit done fuck yeah but I don't want anyone to watch a video and be like, man, my life sucks. Which people still always do. Which is why I'm saying don't fucking do that. <laughs> no, people still always do that. But, you know, don't do that. And that's why I'm, I really truly am so pumped about the weed tube. If it wasn't for the weed tube, if it wasn't for Erend, um, even if... None of the YouTube deletions happened. I feel like around this time, it still would be hard to continue being motivated because I'd be thinking about this stuff and I'd be like, ah, well, what the fuck? Like, why even, you know? Like, it's just, why would I even keep doing this shit? But with the WeTube, it's more than even just us. It's like, I'm, even if it's still like, ah, oh, fuck, man, it's like, well, Let's do it, and that's kind of how we all are. Like, it is a lot of stress from the weed tube, and you know, I'm, I'm not like a complainer, I'm not saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, oh no, it's so stressful. But just to let people know what it's like behind the scenes, it is very uh, nerve wracking, and that's why it's good that we really have pulled together as a team. Um, it is so much easier and feels so much more powerful and rewarding going at this together and having all of our problems be each other's problems and to fight it together and to be doing this it is a lot more rewarding than uh, going at it alone so i will say whether you call it a tribe a family a clique a squad it really is important to have one and i am a lone stoner you know i'm a lone fucking wolf but it is important to have a pack i say that with sincerity so you know I gotta go, I'm gotta go, man. Uh, but I'm gonna take another bong rip. So, hell yeah. Thank you for joining along on this Timmy time. I think I'm on time for the first time in a while. But we're back. I was even, I even made that schedule and I still wanna do book reports. I still wanna talk about movies. But I realized having like a tight structure 
I don't even know if I can do that. So, like, I'm still gonna post every Wednesday, but I can't, like, promise a video. I'm probably just gonna fucking do like this. I had no idea what I was gonna say. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna head inside now. So, <laughs> okay, let's do this. But I, I appreciate y'all. Wait, I'm closer to the mic. I gotta be quieter. I appreciate the fuck out of y'all. So, I'll see you next Wednesday. my time Timmy time <coughs> thank you for joining long on here y'all know that I'm fucking trying to procrastinate the ending like <coughs> I always do okay I'm leaving goodbye and good night and have a wonderful tomorrow and rest of your week and I hope that your month goes well. Okay, I really have to leave now, okay? So, sorry, sorry, I just, I gotta leave, man. I can't keep talking. I'm sorry.